Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you're warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. everybody welcome back to the utah outcast welcome 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 this is episode number 225 i don't have any fun little jokey things to begin there because i mean do we really want to talk about the man who is ready to be pegged and cucked at the same time kyle steenblake i mean i like to talk about kyle but i don't want to assume anything about him i mean and i am your like host soy boy cuck of this romp down the regressive left navel gazing but i mean you guys don't want to hear the same jokes i need to sit down and actually write some more but it's Thanksgiving week, and it's already over, and thank goodness for that, and you have a good one, though? I mean, I, I had an okay one. Yeah, it was an better. okay one. It was an yeah. okay one. <clears throat> it was an okay. Nothing to, uh, nothing to complain about, really. I wish I was hanging out at Dan Ellis's house at Thanksgiving, because I saw the, the they were eat, they were drinking their turkey when <laughs> I was following their their drunken escapades on, mm-hmm. on Twitter. I mean, on YouTube, not YouTube, Facebook. And uh, I'm jealous because I have nobody else in my family that wants to drink with me. <laughs> I can't wait for. Let's see, I've got 11 years for the oldest kid to start drinking with me, so that'll be fun. I'm gonna be like, I'll buy. Let's just go. Let's get out of here. Let's talk about things. Yeah, I got nobody. A few nobody years. understands me. Nobody understands me. <laughs> And then at that point, it's just not so fun anymore. Do you have to drink all the time? Yes. Why? Because I have children. <laughs> you have will too when you get job. to my age. <laughs> no, thankfully, I've never had anything that bad going on. Um, let's see. Big projects. We want to talk about some big projects that we're planning mm. on doing here pretty soon. Uh, the Baker Buckets are in. I have one behind me holding the curtain back a little bit, and it's kind of nice for a doorstop like that. It's the Italian Pale. Which is kind of funny because it has all of those delicious Italian foods like macaroni and cheese, breadsticks. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a fettuccine Alfredo, which I might tr- I might try that one for lunch tomorrow. I w- I do want to start like cooking up at least one of these so I can at least try it and be like, yeah, that's bad. I'm not going to eat this. <laughs> so, nope, but you someone- have to eat the whole bucket. Someone at the end of it was saying, uh, well, if you don't use any of it, make sure you give it to like the homeless shelter or something like that. I'm like, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Nobody should eat any of this stuff. I mean, at the very worst, I'll put it with my other emergency rations that I have on my preparedness cabinet because this is Utah and there's a whole industry of that shit here. But <laughs> all right. So we do have the buckets in, like I was saying, I'm going to be doing a series of recordings on the buckets uh, and then. Once we're once it's all said and done and I've tasted just about everything and posted videos on all of it, uh, it's going to be then time to have Felicia and Kyle join me somewhere as we have a whole series of these things cooked up. Probably one of everything that we have. Especially as many as we can. Yeah. I'm going to let you guys have some of the salsa that's in the Fiesta bucket where it's oh. like freeze dried salsa. 
No. I wonder how you oh, reconstitute it. Probably just water, I would think, at that point. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure everything is just reconstituted with water. Oh man, it's gonna be bad. Because that's what the pizza sauce said. Let it let this let it sit in warm water for like five minutes. And I'm like, uh, that's gonna be nasty, man. <laughs> so we're gonna do a bucket Ugh. eating party. Maybe we'll try to get a couple other people that are podcasters in the local area to come do something. That'd be that'd be fun to have a whole bunch of people of personalities on to mm-hmm. talk about how nasty this shit is. Uh, let's see. We're planning on a doing a get together sometime early 2019, where we're gonna do a we're gonna be at this location in Salt Lake. If you wish to join us, we'll be there from these hours, kind of thing. Like maybe we'll get a room at Squatters. Maybe we'll do something like that. Just. We got to plan on doing more local stuff because there are a handful of people that are like, oh, I'm in Utah. I'd love to meet up with you guys. So uh, even if nobody shows up for it, it'd be fun just for us to get together anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. We'll do something like that. And Matt Powell has his quote unquote movie that Mm -hmm. came out recently. We're going to be doing a clip on that this week. But it's just it's just a long YouTube video that it's it's not a movie. It's really not a movie, guys. It's it's bad there. There are misspellings. There mm-hmm. are mispronunciations of things that are in, in articles that he's talking about. Yep. Because they were talking about the, the... We did a clip a while back. I don't know if it made it onto the audio podcast, but where we were talking about how this scientific study about how 90% of the species on Earth right now started up about 200,000 years ago, about the same time that the human species came into... like Yeah, yeah. Because they went through and they did COI like checks on all the mitochondrial DNA that's out there. And there's been not much of a change since then, not much genetic drift from then. However, he said C O L when he was doing, doing his movie. I'm sorry. If I made a movie, I would, I would at least want to make sure everything I was saying was accurate. And I had what? researched no, at least. He doesn't some of care it. about accuracy. Listen, if you want to be a young earth creationist, know what the other side is thinking and find a way to prey on their insecurities. You know, we're not sure how a how a biogenesis happened. Start with that one. Attack with that. You know, don't say that, you know, well, we have proof that that it was all created unless you're unless you're going to show like blueprints for somebody actually making the shit. And no, we're not talking about like DNA, like Kent Hovind likes to say, where. You know, each one of these cells has a, a nucleus in it, and uh, each one of those has more books than the Library of Congress at this point. And it's like, I don't think you understand how electronic books work now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we will be planning an event. I'm not sure where we're going to do that, but we're going to be doing a, a riff on his movie, which is not a movie. We will be. I just, yeah. we just have to work out the logistics of it, because we would really prefer to do it live. For everybody to see and take our time with it i don't know if it would be an hour hour and a half maybe oh, two hours oh <laughs> it, it's so his his thing is like an hour long yeah uh, thus interrupting we will <laughs> we will easily double that time that runtime mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see how that all happens kyle you got anything you want to pimp out there before we move along and get into the show oh Nothing too much, really. Yay! It's, it's, it's just been—it's just been, you know, Thanksgiving week. So it was a a slow. It was a slow screening week. Yeah, uh, I saw Grindelwald on Sunday, previous Sunday, and I mm-hmm. saw um, uh, Wreck It Ralph, and I preferred Crimes of Grindelwald, which is, I I could see where people's 
you know, complaints are coming from with that with the movie, but at the same time, it's like you don't own the the geekdom that you're complaining <laughs> about. Like you don't, but it's also yeah, it's also like a part one of a larger story. So I can see where a lot of people are like let hung it, up about that, you know. But yeah, you know, let it let it play out, and then let the story finish, and then feel free to to criticize. Well, especially because, the, because you might be wrong about something. That cliffhanger right at the end where you're like, oh my god. <laughs> it was uh it was a Empire Strikes Back level of like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. Which for this could be that generation's version of that. If you don't like Last Jedi, which fuck you if you don't like Last Jedi. Don't be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna go ahead and get into the episode. Uh thanks for checking us out, everybody. Uh, we're going to pass you off to probably our, our Teespring commercial. And so you'll hear that in a minute. Go buy some merch, go buy some merch people. We, we got designs and I'm going to be putting more out there as soon as I have time to. Anyway, this is Utah Outcast and we'll be right back. I want you guys to go to our Teespring store right now, teespring.com slash stores slash Utah dash outcasts dash gear. I'm going to try to put the links on a couple other places. Go to our store. We have t-shirts with the Outcast logo. The new one that I'm wearing this week has the UT in uh, red letters and the rest of it in white letters. So it's like Utah Outcasts, but it's a little bit more slim than that. We have a couple of mugs that we have for sale right now. We have the 100% soy coffee mug, which would be funny to piss off the conservatives in your office. And we have the Thought mug, T-H-O-T, because Felicia commissioned this one. We also have a Proud of Your Soy Boy I mean, a tank top, which is just goddamn funny when you think about it. But the newest item that we put in the store this week is the Degenerate apparel line that we have out there, where it just has the word Degenerate in rock band letters, and it's black on white, and it looks really fucking cool. Anyway, I can't really push you more than I already have to go check out our store, because either you're going to go or you're not. I mean, those are the two options, isn't it? I mean, that's the logic of it, isn't it all? You know what? I'm rambling way too fucking long. Go check out our store. Go buy some merch. Uh, let us know how much you like us. If you if you wish to buy some stuff, use the discount code BUTTSTUFF at the checkout. Save yourself a couple of bucks. That's the Utah Outcast gear only at teespring.com. Could it be Satan? When we talk about the Satanic Panic, I hope everybody understands what we're talking about, is that in the 80s, people were worried that uh, just about everything that kids were into and being influenced by was of the devil. I mean, so not oh, so it different. For clearly a lot was, yeah. People, but and in this case, they might not be completely wrong. We're gonna go with an animation that was done in Japan but sold in America for three seasons. And uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which it was. It was one of my favorites. Which already we're off to a good start because uh-huh. Dungeons and Dragons the paper and pencil role-playing game was already a target mm-hmm. of every fucking religious nut. Oh, yeah. I couldn't play it growing up because it was of the devil. I wasn't allowed to play the Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. They didn't say anything about me playing stuff like Rifts or Robotech or Shadowrun or anything, but sure, no. Dungeons yeah. & Dragons, can't play that one. Even though <laughs> I had a whole bunch of... Uh, some kid at school handed me a bunch of the first-generation modules, and so... It was always fun drawing stuff on grid paper. I knew I never knew how to play the game, but I loved looking like the monster manuals and stuff and yeah. just the lore of things was always fun, you know. <laughs> but that's the that's the RPG 
proper. This is the cartoon series, and I'm going to play the, the whole intro for you here. Hey, look! A Dungeons and Dragons ride! Break. I don't like this. Whoa! What's happening? Whoa! Where are we? Look out! Fear not, stranger. Barbarian, magician, thief, cavalier, and acrobat. was Venger, the force of evil. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good series. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but... <laughs> it really is. And Kyle and I have not gone back. <laughs> no, no, there are some things you don't revisit. <laughs> so... Let's go ahead and get started. Like we're going to talk about a handful of the characters here. You have Hank the Ranger, voiced mm -hmm. by Willie Ames. Which, if anybody's been around long enough, they know Willie Ames is fucking Bible man. Mm -hmm. The Christians are going to be talking shit about a series starring their future Lord and Savior, Bible Man, because I thought that was just great. Uh, you had Adam Rich who played Presto the Magician. Uh, a couple of other good voice actors. Frank Welker played Uni the Unicorn. Anybody, anybody yep. Frank Welker? Anybody know about that one? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's he's very good at doing uh, animal voices. So yeah, he, <laughs> he he did the Fred Jones voice in Scooby Doo for a while there, from its inception from '69, and is the voice of Scooby Doo since 2002. He's known as Megatron in the Transformers franchise, uh, Nibbler on Futurama. Oh man, he's been around fucking forever. He's everywhere. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's you know, see, you know his voice. You let's know his put it voice. That way. Uh, let's see. As the who's the dungeon master? Sidney Miller. I gotta see if I can remember. He was a actor, director, and songwriter. But he he was like old timey. He was he he was an old <laughs> man on the cartoon, and he was an old man in real life. Yeah. Vinger, which is kind of funny. The the main villain, who's like a obviously demonic looking guy, which the Christians are going to talk about here in a of minute. Of course, of course. I know they will. we yeah. keep meaning to come around to it, but uh, mm. the, he was voiced by Peter Cullen, which Optimus Prime for anybody out there that's wondering. Mm -hmm. I kind of have a thing for voice actors. If anybody hasn't learned that, they think they're <laughs> fucking great. Uh, and then Frank Welker also did uh, uh, the voice of Tiamat, which is the, the five-headed dragon, as you saw in the intro there, who's also the arch-rival of Avenger. Anyway, Ooh. we're getting way too much into the lore, and instead, let's hear how these uh, Christian guys are going to completely get it fucking wrong, and here we go. ...type of toys. Let's go into the more blatantly occultic things. Yes. I remember a couple years ago, I preached a message for television called Dungeons and Dragons, and in it, I dealt with the occultic overtones, the witchcraft, the demonism, the spells uh, that were perpetrated through the game Dungeons and Dragons, and... I felt at the time that children were identifying so closely with those little uh, pieces in the game that we even had uh, paper, newspaper clippings of children that had dropped out. Some they thought had even committed suicide because of the game. No. <laughs> no. No. 
Hey, hey, assholes! You, you know what the magic spells in the game were? I, I, I use one of my I use one of my level one spell slots and I cast magic missile. Mm-hmm. Roll for attack. <laughs> yeah. Roll for initiative. You know, it wasn't really like I summon the forces of Satan to cast a spell upon the guy. Right. <laughs> this was this was really just this was actually one of the first cases uh, that I remember encountering in my life of of people criticizing and ripping and and just ripping on something that they had no knowledge of. They didn't understand it, so it's bad. What's really funny is that they could have gone through the whole game. They could have got a whole bunch of these Christian kids together mm-hmm. and said, "Okay, you are a bunch of either clerics or you're a bunch of paladins." You know. You could have mm-hmm. been all of these righteous and holy characters, and you could have them going out and slaying demons, you know? Yeah. What What's not better to bring your Christian kid up is to, and to help them with their imagination than to play fucking Dungeons & Dragons? It's a good game. It's a really good game. It's terrific. Terrific. <sighs> anyway, we gotta get back to these guys. And okay. even more has come to light since then, and I wanted to show a clip from Dungeons & Dragons right now showing the occultic overtones of the game. So here's from the cartoon show that's now come from the game. Here it is, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Excellent. Soon the repairs will be completed, and your work will be done now for. Your ship shall make me more powerful than ever. Well, what is it? The lost children have been spotted in the forest nearby with dungeon masters, young ones. Now it's that's the like the shadow creature. I can't remember what his name was, but it was one of Vinger's like Yeah, henchmen. it's one of his yeah, one of his guys. It was a stupid looking villain too. God, he was <laughs> dumb looking. Like he had the Voldemort no slit thing going on. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Now we can eliminate them all. No. What? If you harm those children, I will work no more. Is that so? Your threats mean little to me, Avenger. As you wish. Shadow Demon, see that they are captured and bring them to me. But... Go, and do not harm them. Okay, so they're using a clip (laughs) where the bad guy says, do not harm them. (laughs) Does anybody else see the fucking comedy here? (laughs) Well, Phil, we've been watching a, a, a character here called Venger and another black creature called Shadow Keeper. What, what do they represent to you? What do they Gee. represent to you? <laughs> oh, to me, they, they represent villains. I mean, th- th- that's what I'd go with as a kid. Be like, they're bad yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I mm. think that's, that's probably what they were. They're the toys that don't sell that well. That's what they <laughs> I believe that it's a direct depiction of Satan and his demon uh, powers and demon friends. Of course you would, because you see everything is Satan and demons, and it's always so fucking, like, hammer and nail with you, isn't it? Like, everything's a fucking nail when all you got is your hammer, isn't it? It's It's all demons. Everything's demons. I could use that to whack that a few times. I'm going to go ahead and go over there and just smack it a few times, see if that fixes the problem. Oh, your car's not running right? Let me take my hammer out and smack it a couple times. It's like... (laughs) 
how many times how many times a day do you think this guy prays i mean probably I none he probably none probably none probably but he wants not. to make probably sure not. everybody else does pray that's i just it, i think it would be hilarious i mean clearly going through this series clearly it's oh what do you think about this oh demons clearly need to get some yeah that's clearly a representation of the satan and demons hideous fucking chairs and like crappy suits and a, a, a perm weave or a perm wig and like let's just <laughs> sit across from each other talking about old cartoons and how how full of goodness and how that reviles us you know it's like uh <laughs> these shows they were so saccharine laced i can't watch them anymore <laughs> the good guys always won <laughs> that kind of thing i don't know well let's see what else they're gonna say uh and uh, they go forth for him uh, I believe that Dungeons and Dragons is a direct uh, quote from the pit of hell, if you want to call it that. Uh, it is a mind-bending game, a mind-changing game. It is involved with all kinds of occult and pagan religion. Yeah, no, no, it really, really wasn't. Mind-bending? Yeah. It really? causes you to think about things in a creative way sometimes, where you're like, huh. I'm going to make sure I cast, like, detect spell or detect trap before I go go to the next square kind of thing. Because you've played with this DM before, and he's a real asshole about springing, springing traps on you. It's like... <laughs> man. It's, n- it's not that fucking hard. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. All it takes is a good imagination, and you've got hours and hours of fun with this game. Right. And you'd think, just... <laughs> I mean, no, clearly. Never mind. Mm-mm. They're clearly, they clearly never even even bothered to actually look at the game. <laughs> they don't know. They have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> or watch the show. Oh man! But with just the imagine. understanding that it was just a show. Just imagine, like the early. This is like eighty-five, probably that they made this movie. So, like, we're talking like early Gygax, like. Mm-hmm. And Gygax was a fucking Christian too. That's the other thing yeah. that blows me away is that they don't know their even they don't know their own audience when it comes to talking about this stuff. Mm. And God, could you imagine how how terrible? I don't remember the the first edition character sheets. I remember second edition and how fucking crazy long they were. I'm like, it's like 13 pages on this thing. What the hell? Yeah, but that was in that was early 90s. Anyway, what else are they gonna say? Player's handbook includes over 160 pages of spells to be cast. Let's. 100. No. No fucking way. No way back in the <laughs> first edition did they have 160 pages of spells. That's just, no. That, that's the whole book. That's the whole book's fucking first. Jesus Christ, these people. Look at one of the handbooks here. This is the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, the Monster Manual. And it's full of monstrous figures and actually those creatures that the children can imagine. And children's imaginations are very active, aren't they? Yes, very much so. Now let's look at another one of these. Yeah, imagine yourself defeating these bad guys or wondering what would happen if you were to happen to go into their lair kind of thing. It's it's like me knowing what all the creatures are on Fantastic Beasts are when they pop up on the screen because I'm that big of a nerd. Right. Or if you were, you know, if you played the game, anything like, like I did with my friends, uh, can I have sex with that creature? 
roll the dice. I'm not surprised. Roll a stat when a stamina check if it's like <laughs> tentacles. Uh, if it's somewhat sentient, then it would be a charisma check, right? <laughs> it's usually a charisma check, yeah. Yeah, I always played weird fucking characters, so I never had very good charisma. So. This is where we go into the Dungeon Master's Guide. Who is the Dungeon Master? Well, the Dungeon Master is a person who plays God in the game. Not too incorrect not, on not, that one. <laughs> yeah, no, not... Yeah, kind of, I guess. Sure. I mean, he's ambivalent I mean, towards you, the players. If you, know? you want to... <laughs> Depends on what kind of god we're talking about here. Down to yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> we're we're not talking about your god. I mean, because you guys believe you have an intercessory god who listens to all your prayers and everything. <laughs> Most dungeon masters I've ever had, they don't give a fuck if you die in battle or something. <laughs> like, well, that was really stupid. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> or like the minute you move a square or something like that, and they just go. Or we used to not play with the sheets or anything. He would just have like his own stuff, and we'd be like, "Okay, we're going into the. I'm gonna go go into the next room." And like all of a sudden, he's like looking at his reference stuff, and you're like, "Oh." Fuck. <laughs> or roll for initiative. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yep. Always the calls for ro rolling it. God damn it. What are you fight making me fight now? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he controls all the situations. In fact, the books tell him that he is he is the god of the game. And uh, and he controls the situations in the game, controls the way the players are moving through the dungeons, and then... Uh, no, the stats actually yeah. do the moving through the dungeon thing. Yeah. Then if he doesn't like someone, he can play pretty much against them. Do you think parents are aware that when the children play the game, that demon spirits are involved? <laughs> I do not think that many parents are aware of what's inside the game. In fact, in my presentation, I show many pictures from the inside of the book just to show the images of this game. I yes. mean, the gruesomeness of this game and the occult link to it. I always love the artwork in these things. Oh, it's terrific artwork. It's like I one of it. my fa favorite things about playing, like, in this off-topic, but Warhammer 40k, one of my favorite things was mm -hmm. just the artwork that came with that stuff. I love that shit. Yeah. Well, I know that when uh, I did my message, and this has happened, I have letter after letter where people took the pieces. Now, there's sixes involved in the pieces of the game, but they yes. take the pieces of the game He's talking about dice? Yeah, he's talking about dice. Six Maybe. Because that's really the only pieces involved in the game. I, I mean, you can, have, you can have figures, but you don't need them. Didn't they, like, substantially make it easier, like in 4th edition, where you only need D6s at that point? Because I thought for a while, for a while there, I thought the dice checks were, like, a lot more complicated, like D20s, D10s, and shit like that. Yeah, they were. But, uh, uh, you know, I can't remember what they did in the 4th edition, but I don't think the dice combinations changed too much. Well, no, because no, you had to roll 20. 20 was like a, a yeah. crit, and then 1 was a fail. So Yeah. Yeah, it was D20. Anyway, whatever. 6s are involved. Yeah, just like 6s are involved with every yeah. fucking counting to 10. They would throw them in the incinerator or the fireplace, and screams would come out, because there seemed to be some kind of spiritual forces inhabiting those pieces. And children would drop out of life. They didn't want to study anymore. Uh, what? No, because studying fucking sucks when you're a kid. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and if you're, I'm sorry, if you had the kind of parents that were throwing, throwing your, your, your throwing your D and D books in the in the fire, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm that that would 
probably make me want to drop out of everything, too. Like, yep, I'm done with you guys. You're terrible parents. What are mm-hmm. the pieces, for instance? Well, this game affects the most intelligent of our children. And the pieces <laughs> include white witches, wizards, necromancers, the, the clerics, that type of thing. It includes evil wizards. It's a white versus black witchcraft. That so so Christianity so, then <laughs> just so blatantly <laughs> misunderstanding. <laughs> it's all witchcraft, Kyle. It's all witchcraft. So there are demons. <laughs> <laughs> We're smart. We can figure this thing out. Good versus evil is white versus black witchcraft. And Anton Lavey, the writer of the Satanist Bible, says there is no such thing as white witchcraft. But why would the fuck would you ask a Satanist? <laughs> About white witchcraft versus black witchcraft. <laughs> Especially Anton Xander LaVey, who was just out there to piss people off. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. Satanic Bible is actually a very interesting read. Just as long as you sure don't it is. take it all the fucking heart, you know? Yeah. Le- left-hand path literature is interesting as fuck to read. I'm just uh-huh. going to leave that there. I mean, of course, we're trying to lead you people to Satan because we're evil Satan. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, we're not really trying that hard to lead, but no. it's more like there's this door over there. I mean, you don't have to pick these two doors. There's the third one over there if you really want yeah. to look at that one. Yeah, there's a third door. Third door <laughs> and that one's pretty cool. Pretty you're badass. Gonna, you're going to meet a lot of neat people on that path. <laughs> <laughs> Being you, a won't, Satan you won't need your pants over there. <laughs> True. <laughs> They are very sex positive in that world. Love it. Every time, every once in a while, I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, look, there's tits." For <laughs> like... <laughs> he should know. Yeah, he should know that that all the power from Satan is going to create evil and havoc. And what it shows is it shows a good versus evil. That good has about the same equality of power as evil, and they come head on, head on. Can we get back to the cartoon? I yeah, mean, no kidding. You, just, you started with the cartoon, and now you're now you're talking Fuck. about the game. Like, there's really, no, there's really the, the only thing the <laughs> two share is a, a name and like basic character classes. Basic classes. Uh, that's which, it. Even then, I remember watching this as a, as a young kid, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like something that would be in the game. <laughs> it's yeah. like what? It's like watching the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and thinking mm-hmm. that's an ap- accurate representation of the Mario Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> which I did go back and try watching that. Don't fucking Don't. do that. Oh, you may have fond memories of Captain Lou Albano playing Mario. No, no, god damn it, no. In collision, where that's not the outline we see in the Bible, we see a good that is all powerful, that has taken dominion of the world, that created the world, yes. and we see Satan who's been defeated. Absolutely, and that's what we want our children to know: that Jesus is greater. Than Satan, he right. has won all the way. He, he's he's the the conqueror. Explain, except explain that part where he succumbed to being cruci- crucified. I mean, <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> if uh, it, apparently he was sweating blood before he was flogged, according to some accounts that I've read, it says to me the Son of God knowing that he's got an ace in the hole of having his dad and himself actually being God, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't be, like, stressing things too much. But yeah. usually that happens when people are super stressed. Anyway, 
Now, let me read you one quick letter here. The cassette, uh, this is a letter that came from a lady that had heard my cassette on Dungeons and Dragons, and she just mentions how it... Oh my God, this guy's the Matt Powell of 1985. That's what yeah. this guy is. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, dude. I would put that cassette that this guy made, put into a Teddy Ruxpin. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Changed the personality of her young boy. The, she says, the cassette from the Eagle's Nest especially helped me with my boy who was involved with D&D at a private high school which promoted D&D as part of their attractive strategic game club. She says, for a period of about six months, we lost Tonio, our son. He became rebellious, disrespectful, lethargic. He made sneering faces at us and carried with him a very hostile spirit that could be felt wherever he went in the Teenager, you say? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Fucking amazing. It's kind of the same thing that happens when they're learning to become adults and mm -hmm. they're kind of assholes. <laughs> House. After much sorrow, Tonio finally let go of D&D &D only after his father forbid the game as his day's pastime. He couldn't make it his day's pastime. She said he had put aside all studies for this game. Now, I want to say that the reason the danger comes into this is that not only is it a game now, but the cartoons, which the children even identify more strongly with, are now coming up with D&D &D cartoons of the occult. Let's see another segment of a D&D &D cartoon oh, we're back to the cartoon. occultism okay. and witchcraft. Here's the cartoon. I think she was in trouble when she left. In truth, there's a 97% chance that something unexpected has happened to your friend. Oh, brother. Alvino is right. Dungeon Master! In fact, you are all in great danger. No kidding. However, through defeat, you shall find victory. What's that supposed to mean? Well, we're <laughs> seeing here, Phil, all kinds of demonic creatures. Anything else you want to say about Dungeons & Dragons? Nah, I don't fucking care what they're going to say no, about Dungeons yeah. & Dragons at this point, because, honestly, it's gone on way too fucking long. All, <laughs> all they're saying is like, ooh, those things look spooky. I don't like them. That means that they're evil. Basically, yeah. I don't, I don't like anything I don't understand. <laughs> we need to find a new series of, uh, of satanic panic clips out there. If you guys see them, <laughs> leave them in the comments below. Uh, if you're on the podcast, send us a send us uh, an email or a text or something like that. We've gotten some other people that wanted to talk to us about how uh, Christians at one time thought that punk was satanic. Oh, of course they did. Of course, but <laughs> they've any, thought any, everything any, is everything satanic. And everything. I made the, I made the joke a couple months ago where yeah, they used to think Kiss was satanic. You know, mm -hmm. it's like go back and listen to Kiss. It's like man, what milk toast quote unquote metal this was. You know? Oh yeah, Kiss is terrible. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I still has a special place in my heart when listening to a couple of songs, but they're not, they're not that great. They're not as fucking great as a lot of people like to think of them being. And let the hate comments come rolling in on that one. Want to get in touch with the Outcasts? It's easy. We're available on most social media platforms as Utah Outcasts. We're on YouTube, Reddit, Patreon, Stitcher, Spreaker, well, shit, you name it. Uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. 
You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347-669-3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined, click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch. It's amazing. I, I don't like to get on the subject of evolution with atheists because they just freak out. They're like, oh my, I can't believe you don't believe in evolution. Why would I? It's stupid. You have to actually defy science. Oh, it's scientific. Well, what about this? Oh, I never thought of that. Oh, I've never really even crossed my mind. Just so everybody knows, we know that Matt Powell has released his hour and 25-minute YouTube video. And yeah. I'm calling it a YouTube video because it is not, in any sense of the word, a movie. No, it's not. From the very first quote that he puts up on the screen, who was a very dubious source to be using for any kind of quote to begin with, onto Columbine, and then onto evolution being wrong and not really providing any evidence of it. You're conflating evidence, abiogen. I mean, sorry, evolution, abiogenesis, and mm -hmm. cosmology, Big Bang cosmology. When will the Christians learn that those are three very fucking separate topics to talk about? You can't just lump <laughs> them all together. They're they're not because their best argument is a gish gout. Yeah. So we know. We know the movie's out. We're handling it. We're going to get on it. I've watched it twice, or about once in 1.75 times now. Yeah, I've, I've watched it, scanned it's, through it. It's bad, y'all. It's, it's very it's, bad. It's terrible. <laughs> it's I mean, what do you expect us to say? Oh, it's, it convinced me, and now I'm no longer an atheist. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're going to say it's, it's <laughs> it is very poorly constructed. That is yeah. probably the, the kindest way I can put it. Just from just from a movie-making standpoint, as a guy that does shit like this for a hobby, where I, mm -hmm. I pay attention to how mm -hmm. things are edited, how things are put together, this movie, or video, is mm -hmm. very technically underwhelming. Very, very underwhelming. Yeah. And that's coming to the guy that, like when I don't have to put in graphics or put in video or anything like that, I just slap a beginning and an end and post it up on YouTube. Uh -huh. We're we're just one step slightly ahead of you know the people that post cell phone videos. <laughs> I'm kidding. We I do a lot of stuff for audio normalization and stuff, which is more than this guy does with this video. I'm gonna let him give his little intro because sure. we're talking way too much about what we think about it, and I want to hear what <laughs> he's got to say. So here we go. Hey guys, Matt Powell here. I wanted to do this quick video just to let everybody know that our movie is out online. It's completely free. I put this movie out. Um, you know, I probably could have made some money on it, but I decided not to do that. Uh, in all honesty, he probably could make some money from it. Oh, I'm sure he could, but that would that would probably uh, cause him a little more problem, uh, a little more trouble, and a few more problems. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because you use a lot of you use a lot of copyrighted material. Yeah, I, I half expected to see us in there somewhere, but I didn't see <laughs> us in there anywhere. <laughs> I mean, he did use his uh, interview with uh, what was his name again? The the the, the, the rage the raging atheist the raging yeah. atheist where he uh -huh. um he he cre creatively edited him so yeah. Which is just a bad position to begin with. How you, you're never going to have an honest like inter, a discussion with anybody, and it makes me glad we never had our discussion with you, Matt, because you would have cherry picked certain statements that we said and edited them together to make us sound bad. Sure, 
instead of having things within context. I don't take you out of context. I play your entire fucking clips. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm playing your entire video right now. Could you have made some money on this? Probably. But if anybody that owns the copyrights to a lot of this material found out that you, do, you didn't share the profits with them, you probably face some litigation from some folks. Because you used a, just about every video clip that I saw had no citation. None at all. No creditation, no citation, nothing. You know, you know when you're watching like clip shows and stuff like that where it goes, this this clip courtesy of, you know, or from movie the blank or something like that? Mm-hmm. There's none of that. No. It's amazing. What else you got, Matt? This movie needs to go to everybody. Everybody needs to see it. And everybody needs to be aware of what the atheistic community is teaching <clears throat> and what the founders and proponents of evolution taught as well. Go back and edit that out, Matt. You have the ability to edit things. I know you do. Well, because you made he, a... he... Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> the he te- does have the, the technology exists, but he clearly doesn't know how to do anything like that. Um, now, if you're using Final Cut Pro, Matt, which you're probably not, because uh, just call me crazy. I don't think you're using a Mac for anything. Uh, it's the key is B for the blade tool. <laughs> and you select that little section and you cut that little bit out and it might make a little quick jump cut on the thing, but it's a lot better than having <clears throat> in the fucking video. <laughs> um, so if you would like to support uh, me in any way, it was very costly to put this film together. No, it wasn't. Come the fuck on. Really? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Very costly. You had the cost of electricity. That's about an internet. Oh, unless you're talking about he had to actually take road trips to go to like Steven Anderson's like church and wherever the fuck he went and getting all the people. That's that's extra cost. That's not putting together your movie costs. Right. So. Putting your movie together should have not cost you hardly anything except time. That's that's the biggest resource that I lose out on every week is time. If I yeah. had more time, we'd make more creative stuff. Just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not asking for money, but there is a uh, place where you can donate. It's in the description of this video. Yay, e-begging! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> How about you go ahead and start that Patreon there, Matt? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to donate to your Patreon. <laughs> I'll give you one dollar and then never pay for it. <laughs> but bottom line, whether you donate or not, uh, doesn't matter to me. What matters most importantly is that you share this video, share th- the movie. The, the movie is in the description of this video as well. And we need to get this out to people because Christianity and the truth is under attack. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the victim card. Hooray. Yeah, that was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! God, God, and His Word are under attack, and we need to stand up. And this movie will open the eyes of anybody. No, it really Matt, won't. Matt, you shouldn't make claims like that because Kyle and I both watched this. I think we shared it with Felicia, and she's like, "No, just fucking no." <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "Oh, let's do it for the fans." She's like, "Okay." When I get when we're all together, we're not, I'm not going to mm-hmm. watch this on my own. <laughs> Yeah, And the only way for somebody to still have a closed mind towards creation would be if they're just willingly ignorant about it. Yeah, yeah no. Say that to my that's, face. That's Say that to my that fucking works. face. 
I'm not going to puff up and be like, what'd you say, bitch? But, you know, that's the that whatever the mental equivalent of that would be. <laughs> You'd have to be willingly ignorant after seeing the evidence that we provide in this movie. So with all you that, didn't. I want to wish you all a wonderful day. God bless, guys. You, you didn't provide any evidence. I'm sorry. I heard the car. <laughs> yeah, you definitely didn't provide any evidence of in your in your movie. And God, we're going to get to it because it, we are. We are. It, it is an hour and I can bring it up here. I think it's like an hour 25 altogether. If I remember here, like science, roughly so false yeah. science, falsely so called is what it's called there. And it's at the. Okay, so the after the at the end of the credits and everything, it's like an hour ten, and let's see, the credits start in, uh, like hour one hour four minutes. So there's there's the same amount of quote unquote credits that you get with like a modern movie, and not that much work went into it, man. No, uh, no, it was very, 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 very poorly put together. Yeah, so it's an hour twenty-five, and the last fifteen minutes are is this one guy, which we're not going to use any of it because I'm uh, not going to listen to this shit. But just to give you an idea, the last fifteen minutes is this guy talking. Hi, this is Pastor Roger Jimenez from Verity Baptist Church in Sacramento, California. I'd like to take a few minutes and speak to you about how you can know for sure that you are on your way to heaven. Oh, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> It's just now there these was... guys. These guys are the Christian ones that say that works don't matter. Mm-hmm. Just saying, Jesus, take me into your spirit, or you know, whatever it is. I I know that you died on the cross for my sins, kind of thing, and uh, I trust that you are the Son of God. Blah 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 is the thing that'll yeah. get you into heaven. That's all it takes. That's yeah, it. it's the the password. And it's stupid because I said those words when I was a kid. So therefore. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with the Baptists, and I'm gonna be good with the uh, with uh, the Mormons because I've already said to my mother-in-law, "Go ahead, put me on the roll." <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care. Baptize me when I'm dead. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, South Park said I get to go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Matt Powell critique is coming. I don't know how mm-hmm. quickly we will get to it because. Well, at least Thanksgiving's out of the way. Yeah. So we, we have yeah. pretty much and like four weeks until Christmas gets here, so we've got time in between there. It's just a matter of finding the right time to do it's, so. It's going to be a slog. And, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe we will have to break it up and do it in, do it in segments. My, my, my hope is that we would do something like this in live stream. I would love to see that would this be, be streamed that would be, that would be better to do, better to do in live stream. But it's, it is so, it's terrible. Let's just it, put it this way. Whenever you come up with an argument against evolution and we concede the floor to you, and we're not saying forever, we're just saying like, okay, say evolution is wrong. Everything that we've been taught all these years is wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't therefore get to say that then God. You don't get to yeah. go dot, 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 God did it. Mm-hmm. Bible, Christian, Jesus, you know. Because yours is only one of thousands upon thousands of other holy books and stories that think that they're the right one. Right. It's I not mean, an it, it it would not be enough to it would not be enough to discredit or disprove one theory. 
even if it went you, like you dot 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 Zoroastrianism, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like yeah, you 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 have to you have to provide an alternate theory that explains better. That's what you have to do. It has to be a better explanation. They've got the easier part. They just don't have the better part. <laughs> yeah. And just like his movie making, he took the easy route on this one and didn't actually make it better. So yeah. Yeah. So Matt, well, we're coming. Hopefully you're you're ready. Hopefully you're nice and lubed up for that because <laughs> this is gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting. And I don't know God. It's okay. I mean, yeah. We, we'll go after a couple fronts. And since you say it's a movie, I'll go ahead and give you the movie treatment. <laughs> yeah, didn't you know? Kyle's a movie critic. <laughs> you can find him on Rants and Reels. <laughs> it should be on the sidebar of our channel if you're looking for him. It is. So be prepared. Did you know that if you're not a Patreon patron, you're not getting the entire show each week? It's true. We record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week that if you're not beyond the veil, you're missing out. Starting at the $1 and $2 levels, you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing. From there, we hit the $3 level where you get additional episodes that we record about once a month uh, where we zero in on an adversary to the show. But for the best value, we suggest the $5 a month level, where you get the full uncut episodes that come packed with about an extra hour worth of the Utah Outcast crew laughing at jokes to the rest of the world that most people won't hear, or talk about things that only the patrons will get to chime in on. That means that for each month, you get about four additional episodes worth of content for you to enjoy along with the other rewards. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash Outcasts for more information. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Very dead, Mr. Spock. You know, there's been plenty of times where I've had people trying to proselytize me, and it's never been, like, too crazy. It's never been like, uh, you know, the Mormon missionaries come over to the house and it's like, oh, hey, I'm just going to shoot you with a bunch of fucking arrows because I don't want you on my property or anything like that. J-Dubs, I've been kind of close to that every once in a while. I mean, Yeah, they get a little pushy. I did have a nice conversation with a J-Dub lady one time. Like, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't believe in a god. And she's like, that's interesting. I've never considered that. Like, yeah, you've <laughs> never run into an atheist. Well, maybe not in my neighborhood. That's very possible. Maybe. <laughs> I could be one of the few ones around this block. Anyway, it's nowhere near as good as John Allen Chow. A oh, this guy. A 27-year-old man from Alabama. Mm -hmm. who decided that he was going to traipse off to the middle of fucking nowhere. And the, the North Sentinel Islands people really are in the middle of fucking nowhere. They really are. Yeah. Because we're talking like in between India and what's next to it? Singapore or Malaysia? I can't remember. I think it's Malaysia. I, I could be wrong. Anyway, it's off the east coast of India. I could look at a map, but I'm not going to right now. And it, <laughs> there, there are uncontacted tribes that are out there called the Sentinelese, which is the North Sentinel yeah. Islands. He was uh, shot with arrows, and his body was left on the beach. He's probably bloated, and other animals have probably eaten him, including crabs at this point. Yes, I'm getting gross, probably. because this was a completely fucking avoidable death. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not actually even allowed to go there. <laughs> you're not supposed to contact him, because they've been in isolation from the world so long. Yeah. That outside disease could wipe out their entire fucking tribe. You know? Yeah. Stay the fuck away. And it's also, they're not exactly known to be nice to outsiders. No, they don't want to be contacted. 
And the the neat thing is like that island is like the size of Manhattan, so it's a pretty decently sized island. I mean, yeah, more than enough to live off of there. Mm-hmm. So there were about uh, fifty to one hundred and fifty people in this tribe who were completely cut off from civilization. Seven fishermen were arrested for illegally ferrying the American to the island. The police say, yeah. but local media have reported that Chow may have wanted to meet the tribe to preach Christianity to them. Yeah, doesn't your guys' <laughs> Just, holy books? Doesn't their holy books say that if you're if you don't know of like Jesus and all of the other stuff that you get to go to heaven regardless? Yeah, because so you're, you're ignorant of it. So if you would have just stayed the fuck away, they would have been okay. They would have been yeah. fine. Yeah. How about you just? How about all Christians just start keeping that shit to yourself, and maybe we'll have generations of people that won't have to be taught that. <laughs> Therefore, everybody gets to go to heaven. Isn't that wonderful? Everything that you're doing as an evangelical Christian is wrong by forcing other people to hear the message, <laughs> because what you're doing is condemning them all to hell if that's what you truly believe. Especially when they don't want to change over. <laughs> so, the uh, the young man... 27 is not a young man. Fuck you. That's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Chow uh, on social media was presented as a keen traveler and adventurer. Sorry, I got this from the BBC, so they're going to use words like keen. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, let's see, journalist Sibur uh, Bahumik said that police said that Chow had previously visited the North Sentinel Island about four or five times with the help of local fishermen. Uh, and he's been, this guy's been covering the islands for years, apparently. Uh, the number of people belonging to the Sentinelese tribes is so low, they don't even understand how to use money. In fact, it's illegal to have any sort of contact with them. And in 2017, the Indian government also said taking photographs or making videos of the aboriginal Andaman tribes would be punishable by imprisonment of up to three years. Damn, that's pretty steep. Yeah. Uh, AFP news agency quoted a source saying that Chow had tried and failed to reach the island on the 14th of November, but then he tried again two days later. He was attacked by arrows, but he continued walking. He's probably one of those guys, I have the word of God with me and they won't attack me. They won't kill me. It's like, no, they killed you fucking dead so the fishermen yeah they probably saw, shot they probably shot a warning shot too yeah they probably <laughs> meant to miss him at the first out of it and they're like okay well he's not listening uh the fisherman was uh, he t- i already said that part the fisherman saw the tribals tying a rope around his neck and dragging his body so the fishermen got scared and they fled i mean oh, okay. yeah uh, so Chow's body was spotted on the 20th of November, according to the Hindustan Times, but the remains have yet to be recovered, and they probably won't be. Probably um, not. It's a difficult case for police, says Mr. Balmick. You can't even arrest the Sentinelese. What, are you going to go there yep. on the island and arrest them for standing their ground? <laughs> now, the problem no, I yeah. have with this is that a lot of people are using this as um, right-wing fuel for how we should be treating our borders. Oh, he was be they were being interrupted by an interloper that was trying to come in and they defeat they they took him out with lethal force. Maybe we should do the same thing in Mexico. It's like you guys have a bloodlust. The the difference is is that we're completely compatible societies, Mexico and the United States. And yeah. you're trying you're trying to say that an indigenous people that have no concept of money and stuff should be No, 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 no. It's apples and oranges on this one. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, global organizations like London-based Survival, Survival International have been campaigning to protect these people. Uh, the tribe live on their own island, 
but most of what is known about them comes from viewing them from a distance. So this group, Stephen Corey said that, that the incident was a tragedy that should never have been allowed to happen. The Sentinelese have shown time and again that they want to be left alone and their wishes should be respected. Mm-hmm. And it says here that the British colonial occupation of Andaman Islands decimated the tribes living there, wiping out thousands of tribespeople, and only a fraction of the original population now survive. So the Sentinelese fear outsiders is very understandable. So the two endangered Aboriginal Andaman tribes, the Jarawa and the Sentinelese, are hunter-gatherers, and contact with the outside world would put them at risk of contacting diseases. So the Sentinelese are particularly vulnerable. Their complete isolation means that they are likely to have no immunity to even common illnesses such as the flu and the measles. It's not possible that the Sentinelese have just been infected by deadly pathogens to which they have no immunity, with the potential to wipe out the entire tribe. Groups have also voiced concern about the Jarawa, the tribe that has had some contact with the outside world, including a road that cuts through their territory that is used by some tourists for quote-unquote safari trips. Oh, Jesus. You don't get to go see safaris of indigenous people. That's fucked up. What is wrong with people, man? So this guy just obviously went to the wrong area and started barking up the wrong fucking tree, and he caught an end, which he if he would have just had thought about this just a little bit more, you know, followed the laws that exist in the world. He'd still that would be have been a good today. start. That would why have been you, a very, very good start. Why don't you go proselytize to people that want to hear your message, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because you don't need to proselytize to them. To hear your message, no. How about you go to Texas and do it there? How about that kind of thing? Anyway, <laughs> I just I thought it was great that not great that the guy's dead, but it's it's great that nothing happened to the tribes people because Yeah. It would have sucked if they would have got close enough and they would have caught some sort of disease from the dude. But there's a lot of people out there that are that are Well, and they still could. Un- they they still could. They still could. There's a lot of people that are just ignorant about the fact that even though you may not be showing any kind of symptoms of a disease you may have in your body, you're mm-hmm. still a vector that can still deliver this to other people. What kind of what kind of privilege that that's first world privilege right there where you're just like Oh, it's serious. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and go into this indigenous tribe over here and just, you know, try to teach them Christianity. It's like, oh, of course, the yeah, not, not realizing you can possibly it. kill everybody. It's like <sighs> fucking people. And so <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I'm glad he's dead. I'm just saying that he could have thought this out a little bit and still be alive today. But according to his beliefs, he's off in some sort of land of milk and honey. So he's having a good time at that. Whatever. Who fucking cares? Just don't go where you're not fucking wanted and everything will be fine. Yeah, that's a good start. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoy the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. I've never heard of a doctor asking anybody, and no one has ever asked me a Western doctor when I went to them for anything, What do you eat? That's right. What do you eat? The thing that perhaps is most influential in whatever may be wrong with us or maybe it's exacerbating it. Okay. Uh, They address symptoms and not root causes. They're okay with things like aspartame. Aspartame. What is it? Aspartame. Well, whatever it is, it's shit. I'm not sure how long we're going to be doing a video on this one because I I just want to get some stuff off my chest. And mainly, it's about Bill Maher. And how fucking fake this man is.
Don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed his comedy. I've enjoyed his show quite a bit over the years that it's been on the air. But there gets to be a point sometimes where uh, you have to grow out of certain things. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, I mean, maybe growl is the wrong term because that's the kind of thing that he's doing here where he's talking about, oh, fucking growl up. (laughs) But, you know, when somebody is actively bringing shitty people on his show to share his giant platform with, when he's being an anti-vax douchebag and being a complete fucking asshole when it comes to being like a vegetarian. He's he's a pushy vegetarian. You know, it's like, it's fine and dandy if you want to be eat veg. That's great. I understand that it is the probably the more moral thing to do to be vegetarian. Problem is, some people, that's not an option, you know? <sighs> but that's yeah. not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about the fact that he went on Larry King now just recently to try to make up for the fact that he said some shit about Stan Lee and also in turn adult comic book fans while he was a guest on this show. So instead of you know saying, "Hey, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to make anybody offended by that." No, he doubled down on this shit because he said that Of course that, he does. Um, yeah. So Stan Lee had a company, Pow Entertainment. And he wrote a cynical blog post for his real-time show over the weekend in which he called into question Lee's legacy and fandom in general so he said the guy who created spider-man and the hulk has died and america is in mourning deep deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to i don't know watch a movie i guess just the ignorance in that statement right there is just astounding it's like you don't you don't understand how many people of of our generation or people of stan's generation we're inspired to read and read more and write more and become artists when it comes uh-huh. to this stuff, because Stan was always a fucking man of the people. He was never stuck up about things. He was he would write editorials in his own comic books. Just at the end of it and talk to people just like how you would a normal person. He wasn't like trying to put up a facade on things. But anyway, he he's just to watch a movie. He was more than a movie a guy that created characters for movies. Created comic book characters, you asshole. Yeah, the movies were came long after. Now he said, and, uh, here's Mars other quote, rest of the quote here says, Now, I have nothing against comic books. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Come you on. do. I read them now and then when I was a kid, when I and when I was all out of Hardy Boys. You know what? I would much rather read a comic than any of the fucking Hardy Boys books. Yeah, Hardy Boys are shit books but the assumption everyone had back then which you know what what happens when you use assumptions there bill (laughs) (laughs) you know there's such thing is called outmoded thinking the outdated thinking as well where both the adults and the kids that thought this back then was that comics were for kids and when you grew up you moved on to big boy books without the pictures I hate to disagree. No, I love to disagree with you here, Bill, because comics yeah, has been an industry full on since disagree. like yeah. almost a hundred years, probably even further back when I'm talking about American comics in, in general, the golden age was quite a bit ago, but plenty. And I mean, fucking plenty of people that, that were adults back then read comics. It was cheap entertainment. So Lee died on the 12th of November. We're still kind of sad about that. Uh, he was mourned the world over in his company, Pal, called Mars Comments disgusting. So in the interview with uh, Larry King, 
uh, that was posted this past Wednesday. He didn't know pe- why people were mad because he doesn't follow every stupid thing people lose their shit about on social media, he said. And so here, here's his quote from, uh, from Larry King. But talk about my making my point for me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know very much about Stan Lee. Then you should not really say anything about the guy if you don't mu- know much about him. You don't need to denigrate his that fucking fans. That would be fans a really, you- yeah, that'd be a really good place to start. Or if you're going to say something, at least fucking read the Wikipedia article first. Yeah. Find something, like, precise <laughs> to go after in that fucking vast catalog of shit that he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, and it certainly wasn't a swipe at Stan Lee. It absolutely yeah, was yeah, a swipe. it was. <laughs> because you said... I'm deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to, oh, I don't know, watch a movie, I guess. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Stanley did so much for so many people growing up. He wasn't just a guy that wrote comics and then created characters and stuff. He was a character. He was a character in most of our worlds. Fuck, go back and watch Mallrats. And Stanley makes a, a cameo in there. But he had lines, like real lines in this yeah. movie. And it was a terrific, it was a terrific cameo. And you know that Kevin Smith had to be losing his shit because of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. Oh, man. Anyway, so he also, he continues here. He's like, uh, but uh, Larry King interjected, said, you would have liked him. He was a really nice guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Mark Mark continued, yeah, fine. I'm I'm agnostic on Stan Lee. Fucking prick. Just. I don't read comic books. I didn't even read them when I was a child, except he did say over here. He's like, I read them now and then when I was a kid and I was all out of. So he was. So he was full of shit. Yeah. I didn't even read them when I was a child. How much fun was it when you were young, Kyle, and going into like the grocery store and they had the spinner rack and you could actually pick (laughs) up a handful of comics for somewhat cheap. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. Man, those were great. (laughs) Uh, what I was saying is a culture that thinks that comic books and comic book movies are profound meditations on the human condition is a dumb fucking culture. Wow. Way to way to look down from that high perch that you have there, Bill. Oh, look yeah. At, what, I don't... The, uh, what are the most popular shows that your network has on it on HBO? Oh, it's a uh, Game of Thrones, which was a uh, fantasy book, you know. That's mm-hmm. all that comics are, is just fantasies told th- through a visual medium. I've had some comics that have some of the best writing I've ever read in my life, you know? I've had yeah. some that have the best visual storytelling that there is. Right, and that's that's really what they are. But more to the point, they they are actually profound meditations on the human condition. Yeah, to, just say, look- to, to say anything else means you don't understand what you're talking about. Just look at, and I'm going to go with specific examples from the Marvel Cinematic Universe here, where, mm-hmm. like in Civil War, when he, when the uh, agent, um, Agent Carter's, what, daughter? Daughter-in-law? I can't remember which one she was. The the agent Her that was niece. that lived next to niece, okay. Yeah. When she gave the no you move speech. Yeah. That's a great fucking speech. I mean, it was great in the comics, and I'm glad they brought it into the MCU. Mm-hmm. But there are very profound meditations on the human condition. Look at when Groot died in the first movie and how he changed from I am Groot to we are Groot, you know? Yeah. And he was trying to save everybody. 
we humanize everything when when Drax is sitting there trying to comfort Rocket after Groot died. I mean, I'm oddly specific on that because I just barely got done watching that again for like the thirtieth <laughs> time. But even Guardians do, where it was a meditation on the human condition because you had Star Lord who gave up his chance for immortality to be a human, a reckless fucking human, you know, mm-hmm. and. And Yondu sacrificing himself because he cared for his kid, you know? Oh my god, how how much of a prick do you have to be to say that, you know, comic book movies and stuff, and comic book culture is not, is a dumb fucking culture. That dumb fucking culture is like one of the highest banking fucking industries that's on the planet right now. It's It's full. It is full to the brim of fantastic stories yeah and profound meaning i mean and even going outside of the dc and the marvel stuff there's yeah. some great fucking graphic novels that like vertigo puts out that are just like one-offs yeah. and stuff like that there's a lot of great stories sandman's a great series i've just got done finishing reading uh why the last man and if it wasn't mm-hmm. for people like stan lee we wouldn't have had artists and stories like this to be told later on in life because when it comes down to it, they were all ultimately inspired by people like Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what the hell is who, who else am I thinking of here? The uh, Steve Ditko, all of these people that did all these comics back in the day. Shit, I'm inspired by like Jim Lee. I love the guy's artwork. I love, I love looking at all the creators that exist out there because I'm not a stuck up prick. I can't draw half as good as like my kids do. <laughs> It's still, I still love looking at it, but just I'm so I'm so yeah. over people looking down on comics and comic book culture and how much money does Comic Con make? I mean, specifically here in Utah, well, they, loads of money every yeah, year. They do. They make they make tons and tons of money. But what you'll find, what you'll find is the people who the people who look down on it, criticize it, know nothing about it. Yeah. You could ask him, hey, pick, have you ever have you ever watched up, go pick up a book and read it? Right now, one of the most poignant ones you could read right now would be Watchmen. Yeah. Go fucking read Watchmen. You know, they're gonna be coming out with a series here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. If you've never read the comic, now's a great time to read it. Yeah. Go read go read Kingdom Come. Perfect, perfectly good DC standalone book. Art yeah. by Alex Ross, just fucking amazing. You know? Yeah. Go just go into a just go into a, a, a local shop and just just ask for a recommendation. Give me something. You know, I want to read something. Yeah. Do you want a standalone? Do you want superheroes? Do you want capes? Do you want you know? Yeah, just I mean, just just do you talk want zombies. To, <laughs> just yeah, talk. One of the, talk one of the to top that. top grossing fucking cop like comic book based anything right now on television is The Walking Dead. Yeah. How yeah. many seasons have been on? Like eight. <laughs> I, yeah, and it's a hell of a co- it was a hell of a comic book series. Still is a hell of a comic book series. <laughs> hell of a lot better than the show. Oh God, yeah. And sorry, we're not going to go down that route because we don't no. want to seem like stuck up <laughs> assholes either. But I, I ultimately finally had to give up on watching that show because mm. just too soap opera y. I guess is what I would say. Yeah, they're too afraid to let go of certain characters. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. <laughs> But anyway, Bill Maher, you're a fucking prick, and you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to support you in just about anything you do anymore. I, I, yeah. I, I, well, I, enjoyed... I mean, it's not a surprise. We've known he's a prick for a while. 
Well, I mean, I enjoyed Religious quite a bit. I For thought sure. he could have made sure. better arguments on some of his stuff, but I'm I'm not going to be that guy. But it's just it, it was amazing to me that he felt like he needed to come down from his golden throne of being a fucking hanging out at the grotto playboy mansion visiting pot smoking like hey i'm a comedian guy doing shows in vegas thing to come down and shit on the memory of stan lee it's like yeah i'm okay with doing whatever the fuck you want to do but the moment you come after somebody who influenced an entire couple of generations of people then i got a fucking problem with well the thing is it what i think what pisses me off about it is that was really shitty comedy you don't you don't make you don't make comedy on subject matters you don't have an understanding of because (laughs) if you don't understand it you can't make a good joke about it and that's what he did he made a really shitty joke yeah the next time one of these creationists or somebody asks you know were you there you should just say yes Mm -hmm. and if you weren't there you can't possibly prove that i wasn't so i mean if you're just going to cite nonsensical authorities like the bible well, what's to stop me from doing the same thing? Of course I was there when the universe was formed. Prove me wrong. Right. It, it kind of puts, uh, you know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not the sort of thing I'd ever do in a, in a public debate as anything other than a, a joke. Um, but it was amusing. Yeah, I mean, it's a stupid question. And, you know, that is an appropriately stupid answer. Hey, folks, uh, just a quick update on... Ken Ham, because I know everybody loves the Ken Ham videos, and I'm not Ooh. lying. Ken Ham videos just are, they, they get all of you people, they get everybody to line up in the front. They're like, oh, someone's going to bag on Ken Ham. I, I got to see this. Of course. I don't blame you because I used to I used to do the same thing. I fucking hate this guy. Only because he's such a bad liar about shit. So I noticed in a lot of the articles that we were reading that they would cite uh, a paleontologist in Kentucky that was the one that was coming up with all the Freedom of Information Act numbers about how many tickets had been sold and the safety fee and all that fun stuff. So I decided to get in contact with Dan Phelps. Uh, He is the paleontologist in question that has been coming up with these numbers, and I'm now on his mailing list for everything that goes out. So just the other day, (laughs) on the, I think it was on the 22nd, we finally got the October numbers for the the arc encounter so you want to wager wager a guess whether it went positive year to year or did it go negative year to year on this well let's see the trend is um is is very much what's the word we're looking for it's kind of a it's a down a nosedive yeah pretty much so they had a they suffered this quarter this quarter no not this quarter this month they suffered about a almost a five percent drop in attendance from last year to this year which Considering it's not one of the big draw months for like a theme park to be open, I, I'm sure yeah, we're going to see about suspect. the same amount, the same amount for like until like summer hits next year. So yeah. there was a 4.6 drop, which they had in 2017, 93,659 people attend. And then in October of 2018, 89,343 tickets sold because I'm making sure I say tickets sold, not by attendance, because there's apparently a lot of conjecture about that going on right now. Because yeah, they're gonna they're gonna count attendance. They're gonna count the turnstile and not tickets sold. And so, it, in that regard, I have been getting more emails from Mr. Phelps here. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's Doctor. Please correct me if I'm wrong there. So, um, 
in a recent blog post from Ken Ham on the 22nd, I believe that was the Thanksgiving <laughs> time when he, <laughs> he posted this blog, he said, Ken Ham said this in his post, that uh, he had claimed that 100,000 people had visited the Ark in October. Yet, according to the safety tax information that he received from Williamstown, Kentucky, via the KORA, which I believe is their local Kentucky order, uh, what is it, uh, Office yeah. of something, I don't know what it is, where they, yeah, they get so. all this information. Mm -hmm. It's the equivalent of the federal FOIA. So, right. uh, only 89,334 three tickets were sold. Ham has claimed more people go to the Ark than are recorded in the safety tax of ticket sales because of children under five attending free and lifetime members have multiple passes. What kind of idiot park would have lifetime membership passes available? That, well, I mean, the national parks do it, but only for, only for veterans and yeah, senior veterans citizens. And, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. But because they're, they know they're not going to get that much usage out of it. It's not like you gave it to them at 18 and be like, lifetime it's, pass. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a benefit. That's yeah. really what it is. And uh, let's see, Mr. Phelps says that I'm incredulous of Ken Ham's claim that more than more than 10% of his claimed visitors are getting in for free. Because if you go from 80, 89,343 to 10,000, that's a much more than 10%. So, I mean, not much, yeah. a little bit more than 10%. There should be an audit of his safety tech numbers uh, to Williamstown. And of his other numbers submitted to the tourism cabinet, only an audit can resolve these discrepancies. And I agree. That's I, a I pretty big discrepancy, audited, really. So. Uh, let's see. The discrepancy, according to this here, um, that the discrepancy in attendance figures are disturbing for this for a number of reasons. First, it means that inaccurate sales tax information may have been provided to the tourism cabinet. Secondly. The discrepancy also calls into question the numbers being provided for the safety fee tax to the city of Williamstown. Williamstown and Grant County are in great financial distress. Not a little bit of distress, great financial distress. Because according, and we read this one on the show too, a July 5th, 2018 article in the Grant County News indicated that the city is unable to purchase uh, an aerial fire truck because the ARC's attendance was far less than the spectacular projections that had been previously provided to Williamstown from the ARC encounter. And because of these discrepancies, I think that the numbers, and this is Mr. Phelps still, uh, I think the numbers in the ARC encounter have been providing to the city and state should be audited by state government to determine if malfeasance is occurring. The self-reported numbers are contradictory and obfuscated when publicly questioned. Why wouldn't he want to turn it over? I mean, I don't understand, like, if it's so goddamn good and you're saying that it is so goddamn good when you put this information out there, you know exactly how many people are coming into that place. You have turnstiles. It's not very hard to to figure this out. Or at least it shouldn't be. No. So every rebate dollar given for illegitimate reasons means fewer dollars for the public benefit, mm -hmm. resulting in fewer social programs, fewer basic services, etc., Every dollar given in rebates that are neither genuine nor deserved is a dollar less for the public. The very integrity of the tourism cabinet's tax incentive program is at stake if it is being misused and abused by people with no respect for reality or honesty. And these guys are supposed to be like the Christians, the model Christians of the world kind of thing, where we are the most Christian of all the Christians. Like, these would be the no-truth Scotsman assholes that would try to say, that's not really a Christian, because blank, you know? Well, of course they, of course they would. 
Of course they would. And but, and lest lest anybody anybody forget, they got tax money. They got they got a lot of hundred million dollars, <laughs> I think, over yeah. like the next ten years or something like that. Right. They got a lot of tax money on the promise that they would be bringing in a certain amount of tourism. And they're not doing it. <laughs> they're not doing it. Uh, let's and see. they're probably not paying their safety fees. Now, on top of this whole thing here is that now Ken is determined to have public school groups visit the Ark, and there's people putting out op-eds in the newspaper and everything. I won't bore you yeah, with all the they details. Shouldn't be. And there was somebody saying, I don't understand why it is illegal. Well, it's because it's not because like the the message that they're giving the kids, it's mm-hmm. the fact that they're going to be using school money and time to send yeah. those kids there. You can't use publicly funded school to fund your religion. You know, if you wanted to send them just to the turnstiles there, that's great because that's the part that's not actually a church. That's that's the business. Mm-hmm. And once they're through the turnstiles, it'd be like, okay, well, there's the ark over there. Okay, let's go. I mean, like, that's all you really would have to do with that, man. I could be completely wrong, and I don't fucking <laughs> care because we're here to entertain the people. So, there was another link which Ken Ham posted the other day where he said, because the law is on our side, we're working on a way to see if we can help public schools have students visit the ark. More on this effort will be announced later, but even now, please pray as we work through this. Really, this is a battle over freedom of speech and religion over the rights guaranteed to us by the First Amendment. No. Nope. No, it's, no it's not. I, I, I'm so tired of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the exact opposite of the First Amendment. No. Uh, I mean, the, the First Amendment gives you your, the, the right you have to, to have your little park and to say what you want inside it. But not not for not for it to be publicly funded. Yeah. And guess what? You don't want to send kids on a on that kind of like thing. I can just imagine how bored they would be looking at signs on walls. <laughs> they'd be they'd be terribly bored. There's no educational value in it whatsoever. They'd probably get pretty shitty pretty quick too, because yeah. kids tend to do that. <laughs> Especially when they're bored. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Uh, what's his? I forgot his name. Uh, Mr. Phelps also says that I have been to the Ark twice and have have had to pass through turnstiles each time. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ham knows the actual attendance at the atar- at the Ark on a daily basis, with only a tiny margin of error. Interestingly, when attendance in the Ark was being questioned last summer, he posted on his blog that a particular Sunday in August 2018 was his best single day since the Ark opened in 2017. And he had a post there. If Ark attendance is a mystery and can't be provided, then how does he know that it was a record day? <laughs> so, so as you're aware, uh, this is more of his stuff here. The Ark Encounter in Grant County receives a substantial rebate on their sales taxes as part of an incentive mm-hmm. from the Kentucky Tourism Cabinet. Up to, okay, so I was off by a factor of 10. Up to $1.825 million per year for the next eight years. Which is still a substantial amount of money. Presumably, yeah. the Ark Encounter has received about $3.65 million so far via the incentive program and tax Correct. rebates. How nice would it be to be able to pocket that $3.6 million that you make from your sale, from selling shit just and re- put it back into your company? How, how nice that must be not to have to pay that. Oh, yeah. 
and they they gouge. Oh, and don't those, get it twisted. Those are not don't. cheap. <laughs> yeah, those tickets are not cheap. We've talked about that before. Don't yeah. get us wrong. We're not for subsidizing any business with state tax money or federal tax money. It shouldn't happen. No, it like shouldn't when, happen at all. Like Amazon opening up its second headquarters in Queens, New York. They shouldn't be receiving oodles of fucking money for that either. Because it's their business to... They have enough money, they don't need it. Just like Ken yeah. Ham has enough money, he doesn't need it. Uh-huh. But apparently he likes to claim that he's a persecuted Christian and he needs that money every oh, fucking course. time, you know? Yeah, yeah, the Christians, they're persecuted. Oh, so, so persecuted. Oh, God, so so watch this space because we're going to have more of this stuff. Uh, because uh-huh. I, I like Mr. Phelps and he's been talking to me quite a bit on things and it, it's good to have the actual information unfiltered by by the media so oh yeah and if we can get our uh we still have the the gofundme app right yes we do we still do we have it's been dried up quite a bit there hasn't been a whole lot of emotion on that one and i don't blame you five thousand is a big ask to send us there yeah it is what i'm gonna i'm going to redo the budget and actually try Mm. to see what it would cost and Maybe we can supplant that a little bit with sure. Uh, maybe yeah. With, maybe we can we Patreon can bring it down. Money. So we could we could bring that number down and we could start saving some patron money for that too because mm-hmm. that'd yeah. be a weird as fuck vacation. But I would love it. Would be it, you know? it, it would be. But hey, maybe we can get a tour from Mister Phelps. Be like, you guys are going to like hey hey X. Uh, I'm gonna have to tell people at work that I'm taking a vacation to go somewhere. Oh, where are you going? Kentucky. God, why? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna see. go see the Ark Encounter. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see a boat-shaped building. And then just Kyle, just imagine the rumors that would happen in the office. <laughs> Kyle's going on the same trip as X on this one. Hmm, what's gonna <clears throat> happen there? Butt stuff, guys. It's gonna be lots of butt stuff. <laughs> We're going on a cruise. <laughs> Cru- uh, an, uh, an inland cruise. <laughs> No, that's just talk. That's just going to gay clubs, there, Kyle. That's cruising. That that's cruising. You got that wrong. It's oh, a God, I, it's I always get those. I always get those two confused. That explains Guys, some joking. really awkward situations. I did. I did get somebody try to cruise me earlier today because I'm a part of. I'm a part of a, a, a. I'm a portion. I'm not a portion. I'm a part of a gay Utah gamers like association because why the fuck not? They're great people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And someone's like, someone just messaged me straight up. They probably sent it to a lot of other people. It's like, hey, I, I saw your profile on here, and uh, I just wanted to. And it's just Facebook, so it's not like my profile's everywhere. I, I don't, I barely even comment anywhere in any groups. And he's like, I saw your profile. If you need a cuddle buddy, or you just need someone to hang out with, and I'm like, I wouldn't mind making friends, but you know, if it's all just cuddling, I don't mind just a little bit of hugging and stuff. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't whatever. sound too bad. That sounds pretty nice. That sounds I'm, nice. I'm spoken for. I would love somebody to cuddle me when I'm in the middle of playing the game. That'd be great. <sighs> Wait, how did we get on this path? Oh, that's right. Cruising. Oh, we're going shit. to the Ark. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because we'd rather talk about that than talk about right. the Ark. So. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it would be great to have Mr. Phelps take us around for a tour because I bet you they've got his picture posted on the wall somewhere there. <laughs> Probably on that wall of shame out there. And I, I'm sure there's some great atheists out that way, too. So it would be fun to to hang out with a bunch of them. That would like be. Some sort of, it, that could be a lot of fun. Just take over whatever bars nearby and have some sort of <laughs> impromptu atheist con that's going on. Just a one-day con. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to go to the Creation Museum afterward. <laughs> 
We'll set up a group. We'll set up a group tour. <laughs> we'll just have to come dressed like nicely. I'll, I'll wear slacks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to a. I'm going to the Ark Encounter. I'm going to make sure I'm all dressed up and looking nice and dapper. Because only a good Christian would go around dressed like a heathen. <laughs> that's how easy it is to avoid these people too, which is really funny. Well, that about does her. Wraps are all up. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts anyway. I guess that's the way the whole darn human comedy keeps perpetuating itself. Down through the generations. Westward the wagons. Across the sands of time until we... Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. All right, folks. Well, that does it for us this week. Just like always, this is the part of the show where I like to thank all the patrons who continue to make the show possible. Uh, And if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the show on whatever service you use to catch us on. Let us know. Let us hear from you. We'd love hearing from anybody who wants to talk to us. But I'm going to go ahead and start listening to the patrons. If you have, if you feel like you have to skip ahead a little bit, there is something after the credits here. Uh, Amber Mulvaney, Eric Hall, George Besson, Michael Stevens, Peter Hockley, Steve Dustcircle, Timothy Smith, Anwin Davies, Gary Gerfin, Kimberly Kellogg, Nathaniel Cavalona, Satan's Little Monkey, Stacy Startzel, Celia Gray, Alan Firth, Ardwin, Dave Lindop, Darcy Bowman, Desire Lynn Ward, George Green, Joshua Abadie, Lord Caitiff, Michael McKay Blair. Mike Smuda, Mike Bowman, Mike Yoakum, Mr. Bible Pants, Mr. Mahoney, Patrick Neary, Roosevelt Howden, Scott John Harrison, Some Random, The Godless Revolution Podcast, Angelica Pearson, Finno 3000, Stephen Andrus, James Barrett, Michael Thompson. Yes, Michael, the buckets are in, and we are going to start eating them really soon. I've opened, opened them up a little bit, started looking through some of the stuff that's in there. It's going to be gross, but we're going to do it. And our big bosses of patronage, we have Andrew Medina, Joseph. Just a Southern Atheist Gentleman, a.k.a. Jazza G, and Robert Levine. We really, really do appreciate everything that you folks do to help us make this show possible. Um, Before we wrap this up, though, I need to remind everybody, and I do this every week, that we're okay if you don't have the ability to share your love for the show via Patreon. We get it. People have budgets. It's Christmas time. Got it. Understand it. There are other methods you can use to show your support. Find us on YouTube and subscribe there retweet one of the shows that we put out there retweet a video or something like that just uh or send something on facebook share it with your buddies i don't care just let people know that you're listening to us let us know that you're listening to us we would love a review on whatever service you use to to catch us on you know shoot us a text shoot us an email leave a voicemail 347-669-3377 and we'll probably play it on the show i just need to remind everybody that this show is absolute garbage without our listeners but with that I'm tired. I'm ready to be done for the week. It is time to bring episode number 225 to a close. And remember, everyone, you're welcome.
message, every comment ever made by trolls will retroactively be given a tag with the author's name, location, and full internet history. Fuck. It is time once again for comments from trolls, and this is kind of a, uh, I guess we'll call this one a special episode. Because, oh, is it? Well, it's not like we're not doing, like, yummy comments from people that we like or anything like that. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that anytime we try to have comments on, um, uh, what, what do I want to say? Conspiracy theory stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we get people that come out of the woodwork and seem to think that we're paid by, like, somebody wrote Anybody? here, like, Rothschild. Okay, let me go ahead and get started with the comments that we have out there. We have somebody by the name of Anthony Siraj who mm -hmm. says that uh, tell Hiram or Hiram Abiff, I said, what's up? Step your propaganda up. We are not an arm of any kind of propaganda wing of it. I mean, that's exactly what you think your propagandist would say, but sure. God damn it, they got us. <laughs> <laughs> and he commented again, like, on the same video, because I was talking about California being destroyed by the directed energy weapons. Yeah, like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was ridiculous. Guys, guys, just bust out fucking Occam's razor every once in a while. What's more likely? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what the government wants you to think. It's like, yeah, because it's the thing that probably is happening or has happened, you know? <laughs> <It's>, right. Right. <sighs> A lot of people seem to think that you can cover up things very easily in this world. No, it doesn't. It's not <laughs> that easy. No. If if the moon landings were fake, you think half a million fucking people that were helping the Apollo program get to the moon would have been able to keep their mouth shut? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> like, well, I heard somebody on the, the Art Bell show that said it was a cover-up, and he worked on the space program. It's like... You're using Art Bell as your source. Yeah, I don't use Art Bell as much as <laughs> as much as I love the Art Bell show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's he not continues. A measure. Yo, Rothschild Zionist, hire me for <laughs> propaganda. These guys are making you look terrible. Well, we are not, in no shape here, or form. Yeah. No shape <laughs> or form are we Zionists, <laughs> and we're not here to make anybody look good. No, 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 we're. We self-deprecate ourselves quite a bit on this show. Oh, far too much. <laughs> yeah. But Zionist, though, I, I almost got really? offended by him calling me a Zionist. I'm like, uh, In I, think, I think their treatment of the Palestinians is absolutely fucking horrible. You know? Sure, they're not helping things by lobbing shit over the wall, but when you're pushed against that wall and you have no other recourse except violence, what the fuck do you think they're going to do to you? You know? Oh, I feel bad for those guys. So we also had another person by the name of Jay Roberge, and I'm mm -hmm. gonna probably I'm probably mispronouncing it, but I don't give a fuck because he's a troll. Uh, says this controlled opposition Satanist shill can't even say the word Black Friday. Okay, so you guys weren't privy to this one. I did a video on Thursday on Thanksgiving night when I was recording a Ken Ham thing. Okay, where I was like, hey guys, yeah. it's uh it's Thursday night when I'm recording this. You'll see it on Friday. And that's pretty much where it ended. And I'm like, I'm like, I guess it's not Thanksgiving anymore. But I didn't call it Black Friday because Black Friday is not an actual fucking day on the calendar. And oh, it is now. It's on my Google calendar. Oh, as it's marked as a holiday now. You know how much shopping I did on Black Friday? Yeah, none. None, none shopping on Black Friday. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, he says, can't even say the word Black Friday because it competes with the Luciferian Black Friday before their Sabbath or Black Sabbath. <laughs> and I'll, I'll let you guys know how I responded to that when I said, yep, you got us. At least X and Kyle consider themselves members of the Satanic Temple, so you got us with that Luciferian shit, man. Ah, fucking got us. Damn it. <laughs> And then the same guy on another video, um, it was a Matt Powell, like, patron video from, like, six months ago. Oh, the old one. Where, yeah, okay. Yeah, he said, how many times can you say fuck in one video? A lot. Fuck. 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 That's at least three, four. Fuck. Five. Yeah, I can say it as many times as I want. It just has, like, diminishing return on its usage there. A little uh, bit. Uh, as, almost as many as you can say conspiracy theory. Because you're just bunch s but wait no just s bunch of humorless satanic CIA shills. I wish I was getting the CIA money for doing this thing. Shit. Yeah. You want to talk about people that get paid big bucks to be counterintelligence shit? Look at all of the people that are employed by the Koch brothers, like Dave Rubin. I bet you this guy loves Dave Rubin. Oh, I'm probably he gets paid a lot of money from that. Jordan B. Peterson paid by the right wing. They're fucking all these people are paid by the right. We're not going to say they're CIA shills or any shit like that. Uh, so and on the same video I put out there like, hey, hey, it's like every patron video. If you give us at least a mm -hmm. buck a month, you can get to see this before everybody else. Yeah. So you want us to pay you for your nonstop streaming propaganda? It does have stops. I, I do two. Yeah, day, it five is. Days it a is. Week. It's non. It, it's not nonstop, and no, <laughs> not not propaganda by any definition. And the video that he watched was free if he sat through a commercial. Yeah, it's not like so, I'm asking. You don't have to pay the dollar. We're no. It's an option but, for people, right? But but know, we give away yeah. a lot more for a dollar a month than. Yeah, Most we people do. would. But yeah, we, we would you we would absolutely love you to pay us, yes. Oh, and he says a dollar. For producing a show. Yeah. A dollar, but you get all that fucking sponsorship money. We do. We're not an official business, so we can't really do sponsorships because that would mean having to like have employee identification numbers attached to accounts and yeah. them paying things and us having to pay taxes on those things coming our way. <sighs> and then he continues on. Cha-ching. Every time you say the right thing, in quotes there, the money comes pouring in. No, it's actually been well, a fucking really, really long uphill battle against RightTube. <clears throat> because yeah. YouTube is full of fucking right-wing people. Mm -hmm. And we've we've deviated a little bit. We're not as hardcore lefty as we used to be. We're still in, in our heart of hearts oh, thing. We're, we, yeah, we, we, we are. It's, it's still just not the focus of everything anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Too bad it's only all propaganda lies that are paid for, though. That's a hard sentence to repeat. Good news or truth has no payoff money in it. Good news or truth has no, no payoff. No, people pay pretty good money for good news. TMZ pays people oodles of money for celebrity stuff, you know. Yeah. It's just a question of what you consider good news. Yeah, I mean, the whole Woodward and Bernstein thing was great news, and I'm sure whoever published the article about Deep Throat made good money on it, and it sold lots of papers at the time. 
don't don't get it fucking twisted. Uh, most print media, especially newspapers, are there to make money. <laughs> right. The way they make money is by selling ads, just like how we make money is by mm -hmm. selling ads. But the thing is, we have Google to do all the hard work for us. We don't have to worry about doing we, it. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> but a, just because, but just because you sell ads doesn't mean you cater your content. No. If you, no. <laughs> we're not. If we wanted to make money on YouTube, we wouldn't be talking about politics and religion. Let's just say that. Yeah, those like, don't. Those those are target rich environments. I'm eating a ghost pepper on the video today because that's how you make people watch your stuff. <laughs> like no, I'm gonna do makeup tutorials. <laughs> we, we, we could we could do a makeup tutorial yeah i would end up looking like ziggy stardust at the end of it um <laughs> he also says you guys are lying greedy shills for satan if that paid you bet your ass i would <laughs> <laughs> hey don't get it twisted jay we kyle and i both have day jobs <laughs> More than one. Considerably <laughs> more than this. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I mean, continues. it's not hard. It's not hard to find something that pays more than this because we don't get paid. No. Everything uh, any, goes... any, yeah, any money we bring in just goes into making goes sure into we making can do the show. Do this more. Yeah. Uh, Jay also says, fuck this bullshit. I got to start one of these big money sponsorship sites and sell out America, too, because this was about the uh, the video that I fell asleep in, the Josh Bernstein video, where oh, Brian was talking right. about the guns, gun law and everything. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, I'd rather keep my soul and be happy for all eternity than join these losers for some temporary money. That was close. No, really wasn't close because you had no, no not really doing it to begin with. That's how we know we're never going to make you one of the cabal. You have no heart for it. <laughs> and then his final one is uh, these fake ass aging hipsters. <gasps> you wound me, sir. <laughs> Nothing fake here. I'm not a hipster either. <laughs> yeah, no. If I was to use any kind of um, cultivated identity, it would be weeaboo or gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A, a YouTuber. But there you go. That's a basic ass fucking identity there for you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. These fake aging ass hipsters gotta be stopped. Comma. Everything he said for an ellipsis is always commas. So it leads me to believe this is like a Russian bot of some sort. Like, he doesn't understand Probably. the nuances. Or just some ignorant hillbilly somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but nicely, with debate and reason, not with violence like what they would do to you. I don't know. I I'm not quick to violence, but I'm ready to beat this guy's ass. <laughs> Now, I think he might have said some more stuff later on. I think, I, I don't know if it was him or it was somebody else that said, hey, I'm in St. George, let's get it on. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to drive like four hours to get up here just to get your ass handed to you. I mean, <laughs> by the police officers that I will call to have them arrest you for harassment. <laughs> That's how us lefties do things. We're like, oh, hey, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I'm going to go inside my house now and call the cops. <laughs> In fact, I'll use my street address to make it so you drive directly to the police station. Where's that asshole exit? Um, sir, what do you need here? I was here to kick someone's ass. Okay, well, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you can say will be used against you in a court of law. He, oh, sounds, he sounds clever enough for that to actually work. 
yeah, I think he would. <laughs> we don't think too highly of our trolls on this show because they're usually not the thinky type. <laughs> if that's a term. Anyway, thanks for the uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll get you some more trolls next week. We just thought it was funny that the special of everybody thinking <laughs> that we're somehow funded by Jewish right. groups. I, I guess maybe that was code for like if we're Zionists, maybe? somehow we're paid know. for by Soros. I but hey, I guess I guess our show looks good enough that people think we have funding. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just a giant floating head in the background here, and you're you're <laughs> obviously doing that in front of bat, bat sheets, <laughs> or no, not a bat. What is it? Um, that's actually probably a real curtain, not a yeah. <laughs> not a drop cloth like I got back here. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one of those cheap ass photography sets, and it came with a black muslin muslin <laughs> backdrop, <laughs> which I chopped up to make sure it doesn't dust against the ground anymore. Anyway. That's enough of that shit. We'll catch you next week with another one. See ya. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.